We hope you enjoy this message from St. Martin C3, a location of C3 Church, Christchurch. Just to introduce myself, my name's Warren Gooman. I'm uh, working alongside Jonty and Claire and others uh, on the team here, and it's great to uh, share this Father's Day with you. And um, we're going to interview a couple of granddads today. We were going to interview three granddads uh, today, um, but uh, Jim, who uh, put his hand up to do it, has come down sick. So we're going to interview two granddads, Logan, who is already making his way up there, and Trevor McIver. Why don't you come and join us? And um, we're going to ask <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're going to ask these guys a few questions about being granddads um, today, so let's go. So I'll give you this one, I'll just take it off mute for you. I'll give it to Trevor since... Uh, <laughs> yeah, these are, we make these big steps for these granddads. Yeah. Uh, very good. Cool. Right, well, just a bit of context, guys. Tell us about your grandchildren, how many you have, and maybe names and bits and pieces like that. Yeah. Okay, um, we have seven grandchildren, hmm. ranging from 22 down to 10 months. Um, the oldest granddaughter, Lydia, um, works in Wellington. She just um, graduated from university as a law student. And is working for the as a police prosecutor in Wellington. Then we have um, Kayla, who is currently working for the government in job program. Uh, and then we've got Esther, who is um, working in retail. Then we've got um, uh, yeah, yeah, this was yeah, a test. You did real right. well. You're doing great. I had to look up their names this morning. Um, <laughs> this isn't recorded, is it? You know, just, yeah. And we had we've got Evie, who is um, she has uh, she's at primary school. She's nine, and um, she goes to Summerfield School. And then we've got um, Lily, Lily. Lily, that's right. Uh, she has just graduated from preschool, and she's going to go to Summerfield School as well. And then over in the UK, we have got Zach, who is four, and he's just about to go to primary school, because apparently over in the UK, they go to primary school when they're four. And uh, his younger brother, Leo, who is 10 months old. Okay, well done. Cool. And Logan, tell us about yours. Um, I'm relatively new to this grandparenting thing. Um, I have two grandchildren. Uh, with one on the way, so nearly three, one's due in uh, the end of this month. Uh, so we have uh, Bethany, who is four, and Eli, who is two and a half. Okay, and good. yeah, one pending. So the That's next us. question is, which one's your favourite? Can I plead the fifth on that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, fair enough. Hey, so... Um, Today we're kind of focused on dads and granddads and uh, obviously we're in a church setting so um, I'm sure that as men of faith uh, yourselves that you'd love to impart something of 
what God's <laughs> Logan's going, oh, I'll hand this one over to Drew. Um, something that, that God's done in your life or the qualities that you see in Christ or that you've learned from God, you'd love to see imparted into your grandchildren. What would some of those qualities that you'd love to see in your grandkids, what, what, what would you love to see passed on to them? Good question. Next question. Okay. It <laughs> uh, was quite a difficult um, question to sort of work through, really. Uh, so I've made some notes because my wife has instructed that I'm not allowed to waffle. Yeah. <laughs> um, so this is based on um, scripture that has meant a lot to me and is still meaning a lot to me. Matthew 22, verses 37 to 39, which is what the uh, um, Missions Month base was on. And so it says, I love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it, love your neighbour as yourself. Mm. My phone has just done a silly thing. Here we go. Mm. And so um, in that is a lot of of sort of reflecting the love of God um, to the world around you, including your wife and your children and your Mm. neighbours. And so... um, I wrote these words down after with a little bit of help from AI. These verses are the call on my life to love God with my entire being and to show that love by caring for my grandchildren and by guiding me to, to live a life that reflects the love of God. Mm. And uh, that's basically it. There's lots of qualities in the love of God um, and so it was a bit sort of hard to define it down, down to a few qualities. Mm, mm. That love, love covers all. Yeah, yeah, very good. Logan. For, for me when I uh, got the, uh, the pre-questions just to think about and what I would say, I, was, I looked at it more from the what I want to demonstrate to my grandchildren mm, yeah. in the ways of th- the things of Christ. And um, I had pretty much three of them that I want them to see when they're visiting Nana and Papa. Mm. Um, and they are unconditional love and acceptance, mm. grace, and that our place is a place of safety, a place of refuge. Mm. Yeah. Um, my love for them continues no matter what mm. and I may not approve mm. or accept of their behaviour at times even though they're so young and they're still learning um, my love for them doesn't change and that's how Christ mm. demonstrates his love for me and I want to share that with them mm. uh, Grace, well there you go, they're young, they're still learning four and two they're still learning who they are, yeah. where they fit in the world. They're developing their own personalities and stuff like that. And sometimes that takes a bit of grace as a, as a grandparent to just accept that they are still learning yeah. and not to be too tough on them because yeah. they're, they're young. And that, yeah. that learning will continue. Um, I'm sure Trevor will testify that you know, even as they get into adulthood and, and beyond, they're still learning. We're all still learning. So... Again, just as God gives us grace, mm. I want to impart that into them and know that our place is a gracious place for them to be at. Mm. Um, and 
hopefully, because they, they will find out who they are and where they fit in Christ. Mm. Um, and refuge, yeah. Um, I'm not suggesting that my grandchildren are in any danger in any shape or form, but I think most grandparents will know that there's just this, there's this special thing between grandparents and grandchildren and going to Nan and Granddad's place or Nan, whatever title you use is, is just something special and it's yeah. something safe and they generally love it. Yeah. Um, and so just as we rest on God with him as our refuge and our strength and our safety and security, I want my grandchildren to have that same thing with me yeah. in our house yeah. and that they can then translate that to Christ. Yeah. Very cool, very cool. Both of you brought out the aspect of, of love or, and grace, like having that space to be themselves and a safe place to be accepted. Do you think in some ways as a grandparent now that you're more gracious or more loving than you were when you were a parent? They weren't prepared for this question. They didn't know this one was coming. But just any reflections on that? Oh, yeah, there we go. <laughs> you could provide more ice cream as yeah, grandparents. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah you, you hopefully have learnt something in the travels of being a father. Mm. Um, and you're all still learning. But, um, yeah, I'd say a bit more patient. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very good. Yeah, I think, as Trevor says, we've already done the journey as parents. Mm. And... However that journey went, there's a lot of learning that we've, we've gained and we have the, the advantage of being able to put that learning into practice with our grandchildren where I suppose you could say we don't necessarily have to sweat the small stuff like we did when we were parents mm. because um, I've got a phrase I use for grandparents, it's all care, no responsibility. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Whereas for parents, it's all care and all responsibility. Mm. So there's a lot of pressure on parents where they mothers and all fathers that you know this is it this is your product and you have to produce mm-hmm. you know the right product at the end of the day hopefully mm-hmm. god willing and grandparents we don't have that that pressure on us and so we can be a lot more relaxed and a bit more gracious and mm-hmm. a bit more receptive of stuff that maybe as a parent you wouldn't have been mm-hmm. and you know um times change mm-hmm. and what was acceptable or not acceptable then could be reversed as grandparents and yeah we just got to roll with it Mm, mm. so in light of that um in thinking about maybe parents with young children today um now that you've as you said you've been through the journey you've 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 done the hard yards you're now looking back what are some thoughts encouragement advice that you would give uh, maybe a dad of, or mum, mums and dads, I suppose, but in particular dads today, of young children, just to from your wisdom and going on the journey. Okay, well, I asked um, two of our daughters. Well, we've only got two daughters, but um, last weekend, what they thought that um, I didn't provide for them as a father. Whoa, what a, that's a courageous question. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and they had no trouble answering it. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, it was it reinforced what I'd already thought. Um, one of the big things I regret as being a father, and I'm still a father and I'm working on this one, but uh, was time, um, spending time with my kids. Uh, we were 
uh, in a position of a ministry position and um, it took a lot of my time uh, and energies and fortunately I've got a fantastic wife who sort of stepped in and helped in that area but um, I would, it would have been good for me to spend more quality time with my kids and prioritise that further up my time scale um, opposed to just uh, uh, sort of getting them the end of the day sort of stuff. Mm. Um, and so, yeah, so I think being a dad or being a parent is a very hard job. Mm. And um, it's, it takes all of your energies and to be able to provide for your children what they need in the early stages of their life and right through their life, you've got to all allocate and plan time with them. Um, what did I write down here? Something about oh yeah, being a God guided dad doesn't just happen. Mm. Uh, yeah. It has to be um, slotted into the fabric of your life. Mm. Mm. And so I would encourage dads and parents uh, with the words of Winston Churchill: never, never, mm. never give up. Yeah, there you go. Very good. I think I affirm what uh, Trevor said about the challenges of parenting and in this modern world that we live in, those challenges are getting harder and harder mm. with um, yeah, just the way the world's going and we have to try and develop our children and our parenting styles uh, to a, follow God's ways but also to fit within the fabric of society. Um, it is a challenge and I think as a, as a parent, um, you need to realise that it goes past pretty quick. Mm. Before you know it, your kids are having their own kids and you go, where did that time go? So I suppose sort of building on what Trevor said, you know, spend as much time as you can with your children. Um, that may be different for each, each family scenario. Um, it's neither right nor wrong. It's whatever you can do and whatever works for you as a family. Uh, tap into God. Mm. make him your first priority and everything else will flow from that mm. uh, tap into the resources around you um, other parents, friends, family who can assist you and help you and guide you as you, as you uh, pour into your children mm. um, and look forward to the reward at the end mm. because uh, Proverbs 17 6 says grandchildren of the crown reward, that's my uh, addition of the aged and the glory of children is their fathers mm. and I can attest to that um, grandparenting is something you can't describe to anyone who's not a grandparent it's mm. until you experience it it's a totally different thing from having your own kids and I loved having my kids I loved being part of their lives and I'm still part of their lives it doesn't end it continues right through till I die mm. um, but grandparent is something altogether different mm. and it's it's awesome for those who've got kids and look forward to that mm. uh, but in in the meantime enjoy the children as you've got mm. them now mm. and as the stages change and as you change it's all part of that wonderful journey mm. that's awesome yeah well said hey um give these guys a big hand it's awesome thank you guys i'll take that one off you yeah. Can you manage that step or you? No? <laughs> yeah, no, we're good. We jump together. <laughs> well, I'll step down first. Right.
You ready? Good? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go! <laughs> yeah, all good. Right, thank you guys. That was some some words of wisdom there that were that were really, really valuable. So uh, I'm still waiting on that, Logan. Um, that, those grandchildren coming along. My, I'm still. I think I'm still a few years away from this yet. So, not not quite there yet. But uh, no pressure. Um, <laughs> they can they can take their time. That's all right. But it will be a it will be a joy when they come along. I'm sure. So um, as you've heard um, from Trevor and from Logan today, um, granddads are doing their best to impart life impart good things into their grandchildren. I think I can speak for dads here today that you are doing your best to influence your children. You're doing your best to cut out that that time that you have to impart into them. And and yeah, we want to acknowledge that today. We want to acknowledge that you you are dads and you are doing a very honourable thing by um, sacrificing your time, um, maybe your money, Yes, absolutely, your money. Um, but more than that, your love and your effort and your energy into your children and grandchildren. And there are times where we come to the end of ourselves in that, isn't there? Where we go, oh, I could do with, I could do with some more wisdom in this. I could do with some more empowerment in this. I could do with some more energy in that. And I suppose the message of today is this. In all our parenting, and well, even if you're not a parent here today, even in your imparting of wisdom and life to others, there is a resource that we can draw on, which is God. He is our good Father who we've been sharing about. And as we, as we internalize his life, as we take that amazing resource, that divine resource of his love, his grace, his wisdom into our lives, as we internalize that, we actually have more to give those around us. I wonder if you could turn, well, you can turn in your Bibles, but it will come up on the screen. Um, The scripture we're going to look at today is from Zephaniah chapter 3. Now, this is a a very ancient um, scripture. It was... um, it's about 2,600 years ago when this was written. Um, in, the, in the context of this, you need to understand a little bit of context here. This is in a time in the world where there were cities with walls and um, there was a lot of fighting going on. You know, you were nervous about, you're anxious, to be quite honest, about whether your city or your nation would survive the, the current conflict that you might have been in because kings would come and go and take over your city and, um, you know, there was, there was, it was a challenging time. And so people would look to God and go, God, are you there for us? Are you, are you going to support us? Are you going to protect us? It's not just our army and our walls that will protect us, but we are looking to God as well. And here, the prophet Zephaniah, And prophets were people who spoke on behalf of God and spoke to the people and reassured the people with God's heart and said, look, what you guys need to know is this is God's heart for you. Be assured, God is still there for you. And Zephaniah says this, speaking sort of on behalf of God to the nation of Israel. Uh, Zephaniah 3 verse 14, Sing, O daughter of Zion, which is Jerusalem, Shout aloud, O Israel. Be glad and rejoice with all your heart, O daughter of Jerusalem. 
See, the, the people of Israel at this time were God's people. For the Lord will remove his hand of judgment and will disperse the armies of your enemy. And the Lord himself, the King of Israel, will live among you. In other words, don't look to your natural king, but to your heavenly king. Or what we would say today, not only look to your natural father, but to your heavenly father. At last your troubles will be over and you will never again fear disaster. On that day, the announcement to Jerusalem will be, cheer up Zion, don't be afraid, for the Lord your God is living among you. He is a mighty saviour. He will take delight in you with gladness. With his love, he will calm all your fears. He will rejoice over you with joyful songs. And not only is this a, a word for Israel at that time of expressing God's heart and God's love for his people, it's still the same God who we serve. It's still the same God who created us. It's still the same God who wants that personal connection with each one of us today. And so these words we can take to heart as to what he is speaking to us. And one of the first things that we see here is God isn't distant. He's not like a way off in heaven and he created the world and you know here's Jerusalem and it's surrounded by armies and he's going, oh, well, let's just see how this one plays out. Hope, that, hope they do all right, you know. He, he wants to reassure these people, his people, that he is there for them. And some of you may need to hear that today, that God is there for you. He is, he is personal. He is close to you. That's why, you know, several times in this passage it says, I will live among you. Now you kind of go, well, okay, how, how does that work? Like, does, does God actually live among the people of Israel? Well, not physically necessarily, but by his spirit. His, God has the ability to be everywhere all the time. And through his spirit, he can be with us. We can be aware of his presence. As we we're worshipping today, we, we may have been aware of the presence of God among us. In Hebrews 13, verse 5, it says, Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. In other words, God is saying, I am there for you. In your darkest times, in those times where you might find, oh man, this is challenging. You know, I, I remember when my, my kids were a little bit younger and, and being in a cold laundry at like two o'clock in the morning, scraping off sheets going, oh, why am I doing this? You know, like, you know, it's, it's in those times where God says, I am with you. I'm with you. I'm, I'm with you in this. I'm, I will empower you to do this very difficult job, as we've heard about today, called parenting. When you need that power to impart life into your children, when you need that power to impart life into those around you, I am here. My peace, my presence is with you. See, with the, with the presence of God, there comes a peace. There was a, a sense of peace in Israel when they knew that God was with them. When they saw God deliver them, they went, we know God is with us. And, and there is a sense in our lives where it's the same. You, when, when you develop this awareness that God's presence is with you, there will be a peace that comes on your life that other people won't have. Where you go, I, 
I don't know how this is going to work out, but I know that God has got it under control. I, my heart is at peace because I know that God loves me. I know that he's worked this out. And what Zephaniah is saying to the people of Israel here is, be at peace, Israel. Be at peace. Know God's peace in your heart. So that even though I may not be physically present with you, my peace, my presence is with you. It's, um, it's a bit like our children. They may not be physically present with us all the time. And certainly as your children get older, like mine are, I've got one over in Mexico at the moment who just went through a storm apparently this week. And, and so you can kind of go, oh, where are my kids at the moment? What are they up to? And, 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 and you know, are they okay? And, and the thing is, they know, well, I think, I hope my children know this, they know that, that I'm only a phone call away. I'm, I'm only a text away. I, wherever they are in the world, that I'd, I'd want them to know that, hey, Dad's there. Dad's there to call on. And certainly in a, in a crisis, uh, when, they, when they go through crisis, and they're like, because inevitably they do. Life, life has its ups and downs, you know. They're, they're, I, I, I accept that sometimes my children may not even give me a, a second thought when life's going all well and it's all great. But when, when something happens, it's like, oh, Dad... And and God's saying, hey, I'm like that father. My peace is there for you. And and I would hope that that when my kids ring, as they have occasionally and gone, oh, Dad, my car's just been broken into, or, or whatever it is, that I can bring a sense of peace in that moment. That I can bring a sense of, it's, it's all right, it's, it's okay, I'm, I'm here for you, we'll, we'll, we'll get through this. And God's like that loving father where he goes, I'm here for you. My peace will be with you. We'll get through this together. And so let us internalize that peace today. Let's internalize that sense that God's presence is upon our lives. And, and for us who know the Lord, for us that um, walk with the Lord, who know God's personal presence with us, we probably take that for granted a little bit, right? Just that sense that God is with us, that he'll never leave us or forsake us, that his peace is with us. We may, just, we may not always appreciate that, but just remind yourself that you carry that peace, you carry God's presence with you every day. And as you do, if others are struggling to find peace in their lives, and there are many broken people all around you, every day, and extend that offer to pray for them, extend that love to them, and as you do, maybe your grandchildren, maybe your children, maybe others around you, bring that sense of God's peace and presence. Here's another thing that we see of God in this passage. Um, Verse 17, he says, with his love he will calm all your fears. With his love he will calm all your fears. God's love brings reassurance. As I mentioned earlier, this was a fearful place to be. The ancient world with all the wars and conflicts and changes, it was, it was pretty out of control. And, and God is reassuring his people here, don't fear. Like, do not fear. Everything is under control. Even when life looks out of control, put your confidence in me because I, I hold life in my hands. I hold this world in my hands. 
And you might be thinking, oh, well, it's completely different for young people now. Like, you know, we don't have to fear, you know, people taking over our country, or we hope not. Um, You know, there's, yes, there's wars that happen in our world still, but on the overall scheme of things compared to a couple of thousand years ago, not so much. But you'd be surprised at how fearful our young people are. Here's something I read this week, and it's in regard to climate change. Remember, our young people... And for the young generation, they've been exposed to more issues around climate change than any generation before them. Now, that's hopefully a good thing because they're going to take responsibility. But here's the psychological effect on 16 to 25-year-olds. They did this survey of 10,000 young people between 16 and 25 in 10 countries. So a fairly extensive survey. And here's what they discovered. 56% of them, So over half of them thought that humanity was doomed. Just just get your head around that. That over half our young people have a very negative view of the future, have a very hopeless view of the future. That's, That's a young people that we can bring peace to. That's young people that we can bring God's sense of assurance to. 56, the same amount of people, felt angry, hopeless, and afraid. Wow. 75% of them. So this is three out of four 16 to 25-year-olds. Or, um, you know, out of this survey, 7,500 out of 10,000 people thought the future was frightening. Wow. There is a need for security in our world. There are young people now afraid of what the future looks like. And yet, we are a generation, or when I say we, I'm probably speaking more of people in my generation. Um, You know, we can bring, as people of faith, as people who have gone on the journey, as people that see the bigger picture, as Logan and Trevor were saying before, you know, when you've got that bigger picture, when you've been there, done that, you've gone through the parenting journey, and you kind of see the bigger picture, you don't sweat the small stuff so much. And God sees the bigger picture. Just think of how many generations of children God has had, right? And he sees the bigger picture. He knows the end from the beginning. He is in control of the world that, he's, that, that he created. And even when we see disasters around us, even when we see the effects of climate change, even as we go through a current crisis that we may be facing, God goes, it's okay. I'll get you through this. I am still in control. He calms our fears and doubts. He brings peace and he brings reassurance. Here's another thing that we see in verse 17. God says, I will rejoice over you with joyful songs. God will rejoice and celebrate in heaven when he looks at us and he goes, look at my kids. It's kind of like the the proud dad. He's going, look, aren't they amazing? Just like we value our kids, like we, we celebrate birthdays, we graduations, maybe sporting events or, or weddings, we, we want to be a part of that. We all come together as families to celebrate those big moments. Maybe today's the day that you do that, where you're coming together to celebrate granddad and dad today. Why? Because we want to reinforce what we value, that we value the people in our lives. We value what they bring to us. 
And what God is saying here is that he values us. We bring him great joy. When he looks upon his people, he goes, I love my people. They are, they are my people. I love them. I'm really proud of them. I'm rejoicing over them. Isn't that heartening to know that God has a sense of gladness, that he, that he rejoices over us, he celebrates with us. And as we do that for others, as we internalize God's rejoicing over us, as we internalize God's reassurance over us, as we internalize God's peace that is resting upon our lives, and we bring that to others, we bring that joy, that celebration to others, we value what God is doing in their lives. You know, um, uh, Kaylee got baptized a, a few years ago now, and I was just so impressed with uh, Ginny's parents who. T- chose to fly all the way down from Tauranga to be a part of that. Because what it, what it said is, hey, we, we value what God is doing in your life. We want to be a part of this. So let us tap into a resource today that is beyond our natural resources. You know, when we, when we struggle to love our kids, maybe, when, the, when they just just doing that tantrum again or whatever they're doing. You know, when we're, when we're struggling to impart life into others and we, we need God's strength, let's be assured today God is there for you. He is there to bring your presence, his presence to you. As you look to him in prayer, as you come to him in worship, as you're doing today, and it's just so great that you're here to, to worship with us today. And as we worship, and we're going to go back into a worship song in a, in a few minutes, but as we do that, as we sing together again, may we internalize God's love for us. May we internalize the peace that God has for us, that that rests upon our lives. And may we take that love, may we take that peace, may we take that wisdom that can only come from him and go out into the world around us and bring that reassurance in a world that is insecure, in a world that is desperately searching for love. Let us take what God has given us to them and let us help them reconnect with their heavenly Father reconnect with their good, good Father. So let us connect with our Father today and let us take all that he gives us to the world around us. Thanks for listening to this week's message. To learn more about our church, visit c3chch.org.